Welcome to Four Dream and Goal. We're throwing a change up and we're drinking brewskis and talking college football. So grab a glass, maybe pour a pint, put the game on mute and take a listen. Let's do this. Welcome to Fortram and Gold. Today, we're going to get into the college football playoffs. We're going to be drinking some beer that we've been waiting a while to get our hands on, or as the young folks would say, a hot minute. Uh, Actually, I think it's the old folks now. But before we talk about all that fun stuff and get into how our holiday weekend went, Monday, whatever, Dick, hit him with the socials, please. All right. So, Kurt, thanks for that setup there. Drammers, it's always important to remember to follow us on all the social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What? It, well, I don't know if you can follow us on Twitter. Elon might get rid of us now. We'll see about that. Um, but that being said, make sure you're subscribing to us on Fake all your favorite news. platforms. <laughs> Editing in the comment section right now of Twitter. Fake, fake, fake news will be back on Twitter. Um, that being said, thanks for the uh, interruption there, Kurt. Make sure you're subscribing to us on all your favorite podcasts, streaming services, Audible CastBox, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. You can also catch us on YouTube, so make sure you hit the subscribe button there. I think we have a whole like eight subscribers on YouTube right now. But if you like to, you know, visually see the little sound bars go up and down as you listen to a podcast, that's one way to do it. You have eight? I think I'm overinflating this. I think that's, you know, I have all these people at my rally kind of numbers. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was a little too political for you Stros fans out there. Um, it could th- be, but before we get more political, did I cut you off again? You did, but fuck it. Keep going. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot. Sorry, I just have to. I, I know we're doing beers, but I mean, if I go a whole show without taking a shot of some kind of whiskey, that's like going a whole show without giving my quote. Like, it just doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah, spoken like a true alcoholic. I had this conversation while you do that. I had this conversation with my wife uh, last night about, you know, I don't, I don't drink necessarily because I like to, I just think it makes me a better person. And that's where she's like, yeah, that that's something an alcoholic would say. (laughs) I think drinking makes you a better person too. I think you're more tolerable. I think I enjoy you more. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's, that was, that was her second sentence. (laughs) Oh, um, that was Buffalo Chip, that, that whiskey I sent you. I will wait to review that at our next episode. Um, wait, are you expecting but, me to pick up something that says Buffalo Chip, like chocolate chip? Uh, I just hope Buffalo Chips doesn't mean like shit. I mean, if it's ah, it more like pies. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Buffalo pies? Hmm. Like cow pies? No, give give the buffalo more respect than that. Um, Halloween. Buffalo bagels? Well, I didn't finish the socials yet. Uh, visit We're us at our website on Fort Dram and Goal. You can also email and reach us out at fortdramandgoal at gmail.com. And follow us at our social media, Instagram fourth, at Fort Dram. How did oh, I do? Look at you, dude. You, you did it better than I do usually. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here's Chin Chin. Follow. So back to Halloween. How was it? Uh, super not spooky. Um, but I did almost kill a bottle of the uh, smoke wagon, uncut the younger 
So that was a fun 114 proof little baby boy right there. Uh, layover from our last whiskey club we had here. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was fun. Got to pass out candy at my friend's house. Wife and the friend's wife took the kids trick-or-treating, which seems to be like a, a thing. Do you take the kids trick-or-treating and then pass it out? Or do one of y'all take them and then the other one passes it out? No. So the last couple of years, uh, especially now that the little, little one is there, we do quick tour, maybe two, three blockks, get their bus, bu- uh, buckets there early, head on back, set up our table and our little thing. And we all sit there and hand out candy. So nice. We did nice. That. Yeah. That's the way the- we used to do it. And then it seems like as the kids have gotten older, we tend to like congregate at someone's house and the guys stand behind, stay behind drink, and hand out candy while the wives take the kids trick-or-treating, which my wife has expressed to me is not her favorite approach. But for some reason, I'm not part of the planning, and that's the way it works out. So, Well, it's because they think she's a lot cooler than you. Well, I mean, let's also be honest. I've never been invited trick-or-treating. My kids have. So I don't know that anybody thinks that I'm that cool. So, uh, Yeah, it's getting depressing now. Hence the alcohol. Um, so do y'all do the family? Did you dress up? So we did dress up. Um, do y'all but, do the crew? Is everything like a theme or is everyone separate? Or No, nah, we've done the theme a couple times. Uh, my wife and I did not dress up for Halloween day, but we did go to a club here in San Antonio on Saturday night. Got there about nine, closed it down about 2.30. We uh, did the matching or the couples Wanda and Vision costumes from WandaVision. Um, why did i not get pictures of this oh i have them but I, some, I want them. some of them are highly inappropriate so i'll send you the ones prior to the getting smashed at the bottom so yeah did you paint your face purple uh it's red and no i did not paint my face red because my face already has a natural beautiful red complexion never mind i don't want them you're just gonna end up looking like i don't know billy zane and the phantom from the 90s movie um <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, so the littlest one picked a costume and then was terrified of it, so he wouldn't wear it. What was it? Uh, it was Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, yeah, he picked like he picked it like I would put put it next to Batman, Iron Man. Went through the whole store, and that was the final one he picked. And then nope, wanted nothing to do with it when he got back. Uh, the older Kids. one was a uh, skeleton, one of those like tight skin tight suits i put on an altuve corvus christi hooks jersey that's been my go-to and uh the wife wore a ball cap so yeah we were we were not in the did the older one look like he was going to uh jump some kid at the local uh halloween party i was so proud of him for that i kept saying put him in a body bag johnny Of course, he had no idea. Okay, number one. And by the third house that I said that, they were calling the cops on me. So, uh, yeah, Halloween was good. We're getting a little sentimental. We're getting some hubby points this week, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Thanks to you. For those of you listening, if you want to save your marriage, if you want to just enjoy something delightful, you've probably seen the TikToks by now. Watch From Scratch. On Netflix, you will have no emotions left, but yet you will be happy at the same time. Yeah, my That's wife. My, review. 
my wife, we're three episodes in. My wife looked at me. I'm like, and I looked at her. I was like, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I will leave you. Just it. It's yeah. It's a thing. Watch it. Check it out. The food. You know, I'm a big yeah. with foodie movies and scenes and you know movie burnt with Bradley Cooper is like one of my underrated favorites just because of you know he's a chef. Uh, so whenever you give me some good food porn. There's a chance that I'm gonna like it. This one did not have a lot of it, but it's enough, some other porn. That too. Uh, but enough to interest me in getting in the kitchen this weekend and spark the fire, maybe do some pasta. But yeah, it's, it's so not, it's not manly, but it sure won't make you feel manly after watching it. It kind of reminded me of like Master of None kind of mixed with the notebook. That's how I would describe it so far. P.S. I love you. Was okay. a roller coaster. This is the theme park. That's <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. I don't know if I could say it any better. I'll give you that, but with Italian food. Yeah, yeah. Now we gotta talk about uh, good fellas or something to make ourselves uh, sound manly. Uh, well, I mean, he's he's from Sicily, so Sicily. I've been walking around all week. Mi amore. You didn't hear me earlier. I said chin chin. Oh, uh, but like in the you know the 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 mornings are rough. You know, there's a lot of yelling back and forth, getting the kids ready, getting the breakfast out the door. So all week I've tried to like combat that with. But me amore, I love you. It worked like the first two times. It's not working anymore. So anyway, uh, we are changing it up tonight. I have just opened up my probably eighth bottle in the last four days you better hit that peloton based off these calorie numbers jesus yes uh we waited a while for this that's why this was the perfect one to change it up do a beer review tonight yeah man i've been waiting like three years for this fucking beer yinglings hershey's chocolate porter yinglings came to texas about a year ago two years ago has uh it was always a favorite of mine when I would travel to the East Coast. So I was super pumped when we got that. It is slowly yeah. taking over my I buy it more often than I do Coors Light. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but this one we we just we just didn't have. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, there it was all over the shelves at H E B. Texted you, you were like, motherfucker. Uh, and then I guess it showed up in the last week there in San Antonio. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So yeah, Yinglings, which is a Pennsylvania company, uh, they go off of the whole America's oldest brewery thing since 1829. Will they partner with Hershey's Chocolate, another Philadelphia staple? And this bad boy is 4.7 alcohol by volume. And as Dick said, it is a hefty girl at 185 calories. It's That's for the six pack though, right? It's a thick. No, this is this is each one not going down well with the tiramisu that I devoured a couple, you know, about an hour and a half ago. Any thoughts? Any excitement? Any? I mean, I just had, I had an iced chilled pint glass as we were doing our editing. It turned into a nice wet, cold pint glass. But uh, yeah, that's how we do things around here. Yeah, man, like you said, you know, this one is something I've been waiting for for a while to get here to Texas. Finally got Yingling, what, last year, year before, whatever it was. 
But the big thing for me was like their little stupid map that they put on Twitter. I'm like, we're going to Texas. Here's a link to see when it's near in a store near to you. It's like, oh, you got Yingling and you got the light one. And I was like, cool. I don't really care. I was like, when's the Hershey Porter here? Last last winter, I was going to fucking every liquor store, every HEB here in town. Could not find it for the life of me. Beside the fact that their freaking website said it was here, it was not here. Even went up to Dallas, wasn't there. So needless to say, I'm finally excited that this bottle has rolled its ass all the way down from Pennsylvania, finally got to us. I was a little bit jealous for like a week and a half that you had it before I did. But, you know, tomatoes, potatoes, it's here now. It's all good. Wait, wait, wait. So let's get, let's clarify this and clear this up. Are, are you not a fan of like regular Yingling? Oh, no, I like regular Yingling. Okay. I was like, that's what I have. You've come no. over and I've yeah. had that for you. Yeah, no, I like so it. Yingling. Just, yeah, it's okay, the light. It's the light. Yingling. I'm like, man. Any light beer, I'm like, just, give me, just give me Coors Light. light. <laughs> exactly. My yeah. man. Uh, all right. So let's uh, get into that second dram. All right. So headlines. So as we're talking right now, the Astros and the Phillies are playing game four. So cross your fingers, it goes 2-2, and we get a fresh new series here going back to Houston, I think, next game. Astros are up 5-0 after that ass-kicking they got last night. Um, dude, the, the playoffs have actually been watchable for me this season. Uh, not for me last week. Uh, as we know, I am a Yankees fan. Oh, that was funny uh, for me. I found that very entertaining. Like they didn't get just but, beat; they got stomped. Which, Swept. which I had, I had texted when they were struggling with the Guardians, and that one went five. I texted like, "This is literally a a game to see who's going to go get swept by the Astros." <laughs> Deep down in my heart, I was hoping for a miracle. I was hoping for competitive, but that that team before the all-star break just wasn't around anymore. And there was no signs of that changing. So uh, it's a, it was a cute thing. I posted a picture of me and my Yankees, the fan, the family, when we first moved here, I kind of had a little, little bit still with them. The young ones like the Yankees, but now that's completely changed. They are full H town, hold it down Astros. I think the boys get to school and they see everyone else doing it, but I'm happy for them. They don't have to go through life with misery as I did. Uh, and yeah, so we're enjoying it. We cooked some some brats for the first one. Heck of a I'll, game. I'll just never understand that about you, why you're not like a Giants or Jets fan or something. I know you have like Jets shirts and stuff, but I mean, you're so diehard Yankees and Knicks, but you didn't want to pick up like a, a good franchise from New York. So each story has its path. Uh, the Yankees family was East Coast. The Knicks, Alan Houston was my favorite player growing up. Why? I have no idea. Uh, and then, yeah, we when Dan Marino retired, I was a lost soul and had to attach to a team. And that was the one I decided to. Yeah. Houston, and then Texas. in our you know, late childhood, early teen years, the Texans were formed. So I guess it makes sense. I tell you that my daughter has a teacher named David Carr. You did. Uh, your joke was to send me a, a snapshot of her schedule or whatever it was with his <laughs> name. And you said, apparently, what did you say? You said, apparently, my daughter's being taught by a former number one draft pick that was asked and got set. <laughs> Some, something to that extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I told her to ask him 
um, if he has any residual injuries from his days with the Texans. But apparently some key beat her to it. He's like, I'm not that David Carr. Okay, so maybe maybe you didn't put what I put. Maybe I was just coming up with my own inner thoughts. Uh, but yeah, World Series is rocking and rolling. It's always cool here in Houston when the Astros are winning. And if they win, I'll be happy for my family cool. and my city. Let's, uh, let's talk about the number one Astros fan. Dude, so if the Astros go on to come back from this 2-1 deficit. Are we getting free free mattresses? I don't know, but somebody was about to get these free hands from Mattress Mac last night in Philadelphia. That that video went viral today. I guess Mattress Mac was walking out, and then all of a sudden, the 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 man who has a key to the city, who opens his doors till Hurricane Harvey and can do no wrong, is all of a sudden swearing like a sailor. F you, f you fans, f you, uh, and getting held back, and then. He actually did some interviews today and said, basically, they were talking shit about the Astros. And if you haven't seen the video, check it out. Uh, He's become a bigger hero. He said that they were telling him to take his jersey off to see the wires, which that's actually that's that's funny. And it takes balls to say that to somebody like Mattress Mac, whether they knew that or he was who he was, you know. Uh, I'm going to venture to say they had no idea who he was. Maybe. Um, And then he said the one that crossed the line was the guy who said Altuve will never go to the Hall of Fame because he's a cheater. And that just made him snap. There have been some memes today. There have been, you know, Mattress Mag is an OG with a bandana on and a gold chain. Like his, it did nothing but build his legend even more if that was possible. Yeah, no, that, that's great. I just wonder which Astro fan got it worse from the uh, Northeasterners. Uh, was it Mattress Mac or was it Ted Cruz? There's no comparison. There. There's no... <laughs> because Ted Cruz is hated here even, and there. <laughs> yes, like that's not even... Yeah, that's not Those even... Were, that, that made me funny. Like Everybody's like, fuck you. And he's just like... Eh. Yeah, I know he's won several elections but i have it i've yet to see you will run into people all the time who told you they voted for biden who told you they voted for trump okay maybe not so much biden here in texas but i've seen them they do exist but i have never <laughs> never ever, met anybody said they voted for Greece never <laughs> never i don't know yeah. anyway <clears throat> once again this isn't a political show as we enjoy this beverage from the east coast of pennsylvania there you go mm. Keeping it on the East Coast, uh, just rolling to the next topic. Um, Nash, just gone. Yeah, and uh, Nash, Steve Nash was fired. And apparently KD today said he was shocked by the news. Like it was not him and Kyrie who were like, hey, he gone. Uh, And then the suspended Celtics head coach, who if we don't remember, was fired for apparently having a Extramarital good relationship as he had an affair or something with ne- or like his wife is Nia Long, if you don't remember, uh, the actress. Um, yeah, so he was he's like in the final stages of being hired, he's like Cliff Kingsbury, he got this suspended promotion. I don't know, so interesting. Um, yeah, I saw something and it was Steve Kerr made a comment that. 
either him or another coach, I can't remember who it was, like they could not have been more successful than Nash was in that same position. And then I read something else. It was like Jalen Ramsey said something like the Nets are the most hated franchise and will continue to be the most hated franchise in basketball. Um, I, what are your thoughts? I agree with Kerr if he said that, because here's the thing. There are those coaches who go into situations and you know that they're still controlling things. You know, Pop can probably get a free agent in San Antonio like KD or a free agent like LeBron. And you know that at the end of the day, he's still the one that's probably controlling things. Yeah. Um, and as I'm trying to think, maybe Jackson at the time. But even then, I'm not so sure because he had Jordan and, you know, he had Kobe. There are those that, you know, that they may get the last call. There wasn't going to be a coach that they could bring into Brooklyn that was going to be that guy because it was going to be the KD and Kyrie show no matter what. And it, it still is, obviously. So I agree with what he's saying. Nobody's going in there. Has Steve Kerr built up the reputation now that he can go in there? Maybe. Would Doc Rivers be the guy that makes the final call? Maybe, but sure as hell wasn't going to be Steve Nash to put KD and Kyrie in check. Yeah, so, not yeah, his I, first, I understand his what first they're saying. Job. I do think Udoka goes in there and has a little bit more pull because he had that success last year, took the Celtics to the final, and has a little bit proven and he's kind of reputation. He's, he's kind of a G, too. <laughs> he, yeah, he is. I mean, he was. He was married to Nia Long, and then look what he did to her, you know, breaking princesses' hearts around here. Um, but I still don't – it's still at the end of the day, I think it's going to be the KD and Kyrie show. But if it continues to be the way it is, unless he turns things around and this is just the crew to do it, they'll both be gone at the end of the year. And then it's kind of like, did you want to waste it? Did you want to leave that suspended year? Maybe there was just bad blood and that they just that wasn't going to be repaired. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Staying in the NBA, the Lakers suck. Like, uh-uh. They just won a game bad. finally. Go through one and five, six. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what LeBron and them were thinking. We'll be one and six and everything's going to be just fantastic. Does it matter? Does it hurt LeBron's thing? Like his. Does it, I mean, does it hurt Michael Jordan's reputation for like his career that he wouldn't play for the Wizards and blue ass for two years? No. I don't think I've ever been more proud with a point that you proved. That was. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. Feel, Been working on it. Feel like the Cajun from um, old school when he's like, "That was perfect." Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Do you think he should get traded to get out of that situation? No, just he said like this is his last year, right? He's retiring, isn't he? I don't think so. I think he's waiting for his kid. Honestly, uh, for I think he's literally yeah. set up his career to go wherever his kid goes. No, no. I mean, dude, write it out. Take the money. I mean. What's it going to hurt? He's so emotionally invested, though. I don't really don't think he can, like, just check out, you know. Uh, last in headlines, Calvin Ridley was traded to the team that he bet on. Is that? We moved to the just funny? NFL, right? Like, he got traded to the Jaguars, and they're like, hey, man, thanks for betting on us. So can you go catch some passes from our quarterback who we don't know is going to be good? <laughs> uh no i think it's good i think it's good i mean it makes ridley honestly it makes him more of a viable fantasy threat for everybody um i mean mario he won't not. be playing this year oh he's not no no i think he's still suspended for the year 
Oh, I didn't realize that. So next year, maybe. Yeah. But he's also like 34, isn't he? Calvin Ridley? Yeah. I don't think so. I'll let you, I'll let, I tell you what, my producer will look into that while I begin our segment on the nose of what's in our glass. And I stepped up our game so much, I have brought our beer snifter sampling glass that we were given on our Denver micro brew tour. Anyway, insert. Like I right. said, like I said, Calvin Ridley is 27. That's what I said earlier. So. Yeah. 27, the new 34. In that case, I am 27, baby. Whoop. Chocolate metallic. Okay. <laughs> Save the metallic for the taste. No, it smells like that. I'm getting Hershey's chocolate. It's bitter chocolate. I'm getting Yingling beer. Are you really getting Yingling beer? Yeah. Okay, so you know when you dig towards the bottom of your Halloween bucket after six months yeah, and you find that Hershey's kiss that melted and then got squished and then it hardened again? I wouldn't say it was a kiss. I would say it was one of those little bars, but I know where you're going. It's Okay, so I'm going kiss. Uh, and you, you take it out and you're like, you know what? I'm still going to eat this. Because I just want a little snack right now. I don't need two Kit Kats or a whole Twix. Just a little kiss. That's what this smells like. And that's what I'm getting and I'm sticking to it. That's what I was telling my wife too. I just need a little kiss. That's how it always starts. Okay. <laughs> Keep your problems in the bedroom day yourself. Um, as for beer, you know, it's like, do you do a whole new rating? Do you just go with what's in your heart? So, dude, it smells like chocolate. Like, it smells amazing. This is like a A plus nose. Like, could beer smell better than this? No. I that we will talk about in the fourth round. It can smell better. Smell better just because of my taste in beer. But I'm gonna go A minus. If every beer smelled like this, I'd be happy. I get a, I get a feeling I know you're going to lean towards the dark side uh, when it comes to our beer segment. Dude, I'm a, I'm a lot like Vader, man. Always leaning toward the dark side. Third dram, third pint, third pint. So if this is the third pint, we're going to be real fucked up by the time we're done. But well, I've had that a being shot, said, two pints. well, I've had three beers. And a nap. So it's been a good night. Um, I always do this thing where I have a beer, we have dinner, and then I like for like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes while the news is on, I take like a fucking power nap. Dude, it's so nice. Do the after you get the done the dishes done, sit down on the couch, power nap, dude. It's my tradition. I hate you. Third dram. Let's do it. We've got college football and NFL football. We will start with hot off the presses yesterday. They're out. What is it? Week seven, week eight, college football uh, rankings were released. We've got the number one Tennessee Volunteers. Number two, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Number three, 
the Georgia Bulldogs, your returning national champs. Number four, Clemson. I often forget about you, Tigers. Number five, Michigan. Are we anything until we play Ohio State Wolverines? And six, what am I doing all the way back here in the back? Alabama. Dick, did they get this right? Do we have any surprises? I don't think that Tennessee should be number one yet. Let them beat Georgia first. I mean, we'll get to that, but that's my biggest surprise. Alabama, it makes sense. I mean, they're, what, the one one lost team here, so that makes sense. Um, the other thing I have a question about is, what exactly did Tennessee volunteer for? Davy Crockett to go to the Alamo? It was one guy, and he wasn't from it's Knoxville. a pretty important guy. He was not from Knoxville. He's a pretty important guy. Okay, so we're going to say one guy volunteered, and then we're going to name an entire school the Volunteers. I don't know what they're called that for, but it, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it because, God dang it, the Alamo, anytime you can talk about it, that's important. Come and take it. Don't tread on me. Do those sayings correlate? Uh, yeah, they're one of the same. Yeah. Uh, well, so don't tread on me comes back to like the 1776 when like every, you know, it was the whole separate or die kind of thing, right? The 13 colonies, it was a snake all cut up in different pieces. So number two, come and Ohio take it comes State, from uh, the uh, the Battle of Gonzalez. Battle, where, there we go. Yeah. That's the history made. <laughs> they, they had one cannon. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I'm not surprised, and it, to your point, that they literally like, you know, fuck it. We'll put Tennessee number one this week. We could either isn't, be proven right or they lose to number three. What's the problem? Isn't this the first time in college football playoff history that they've been ranked even in the top four and they ranked them number one? I don't think that matters either. Um, I, I actually like the diversity. Like I said, I think that's what they were leaning towards because if you look at AP and coaches poll, I think they're two. Actually, I think they're tied with Ohio State yeah. for two. Because yeah, if that's um, anything Tennessee's known for, it's diversity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there. Um, but, you know, to think about it, that would be a nice little Nashville. With, is that a family destination? Have you been? Um, my wife has been. It's Knoxville, not Nashville. Well, there's two different ones. There's Nashville, where there's the Country Music Hall of Fame, and then there's Knoxville, where the University of Tennessee is. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Why would you want to do a family destination in Knoxville? I don't. I want to go to Nashville. That's why I'm asking. Oh, yeah. My wife went to Nashville. She said it sucks. Oh. She said uh, their bar scene was like a dirtier, stickier Sixth Street. So when I say family destination, I'm not taking the nine-year-old and the three-year-old into Daisy Dukes or Luke Bryan's bar. I'm taking it like their family spots. Is that a baby in a bar? Come on, man. It's the South. You can do that. I love that movie. Um, I don't know, man. I haven't taken the family to Nashville, so I couldn't answer that question. Okay, that would have been helpful from the beginning. Uh, Not going to lie. Not surprised here. I think they work out. I think it's still very early. We'll find out a lot this weekend when we see Tennessee versus Georgia. Clemson, it just goes back to, like, who's in the ACC? Are they just going to float around? 
Michigan, same thing. I don't know if OSU's really proven anything until that fourth quarter against Penn State. And then Alabama, it took a record amount of flags in the history of Alabama, or maybe it was just Nick Saban error, uh, for them to lose to Tennessee. So, I don't know. Everything will work out. No surprises that make me go ooh and ah. Um, I want to play this out, though. My question to you is, if Tennessee wins it all, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. If Tennessee wins it all, how many babies next year are going to be named Hooker? You have a good point there, buddy. Because there was a large amount of babies named Peyton uh, when he was doing his thing. I don't know. And I'm uncomfortable answering that question. So I'm going to move <laughs> forward. Predictions going forward. Do these... Well, you know what? Let's just go on two, two things first. First off, Tennessee's new all-black uniforms. Fire or not fire? Very nice. Very nice. Somebody said they look like candy corn, and I kind of, eh. But other than that, like, those were legit. But the, the options they have are either that, which that orange is always an accent color, should never be a primary color, or they're fucking creamsicle uniforms. Like, I don't want to look at that either. I've always thought that Tennessee had cool atmosphere. We talked about this during the Bama mm-hmm. game. With the with the Vol Navy, that stadium when it's packed is – up Rockin'. there with the best in the country. And I've often said maybe they're the real UT. And then I'm quite terrified because in a, couple years, in a couple years, you're going to have creamsicle orange against burnt orange. What are you going to do? Because that's going to be ugly. I'm gonna, it's going to be ugly on multiple levels. I think you can only have them play on Halloween because then it'll be funny. Um, it's going to be the most god-awful, atrocious thing you've ever seen in your life. Um, that was going to be a question I have for you. Which orange is uglier? Oh, burnt orange by far. There is only one UT, like to answer your question. University of Tennessee is the only UT. The other one is TU. So let's just be clear about that. And I do agree with you that burnt orange is way hey, uglier. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, no, no. And I, like I said, there's those, there's those. I have my love team. That is tech. I have my favorites, okay? The Notre Dames of football. Um, and then I have those post-secondary kind of teams that I root for. And Tennessee's always been in that for football, kind of like, you know, DePaul in college basketball for me. I don't mind their orange. They have cool history. They have the Payton story and all this. So, yeah, of course, I'm going to – I'd enjoy that orange more than that color that I just can't stand anymore. Uh, yeah. So my take here is if Tennessee beats Georgia, who and they both win out, like is it just Tennessee versus Bama again? Or like let's just say Georgia beats Tennessee. Is, is this is this the is this the SEC East championship right now? Well, that's what the problem is like going forward and making predictions. The SEC is just such a pain in the ass. So like even you get through like Georgia, which is by far their hardest challenge, because then you have Miss Missouri the next week. You have a tricky slope at South Carolina after that. That's not going to be very easy. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, 
Yeah, and then you end the year at Vanderbilt. So then, yeah, you've got through the gauntlet of the regular season, and then there you go. You're going to have to face somebody in that SEC championship, whether that's Alabama, uh, you know, LSU at this point, possibly. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where things get tricky for the SEC because they have to go through that gauntlet of a schedule every week. But let's um, I mean, this is this is the SEC conundrum, right? Like, so let's just say Tennessee beats Uga, Uga falls out, you know, <clears throat> Alabama trickles their way back in, or let's say they're at six, Tennessee's at one, somewhere in that that ethos. They go to the SEC championship, Bama beats Tennessee. Do they both go to the college football playoff at that point? They have to, right? Like if that's Tennessee's only losses to a team they already beat and they were number one. I could see two teams going, and they talked about this exact thing on game day. It's better to lose early than it is to lose late. Exactly. You know, because then what? It's SEC team. It's the winner of the OSU-Michigan game. It's Clemson. And then, yeah, it's going to be that Bama or Georgia or that second SEC team. Three of them. No. No, I don't think so. Shit can go crazy, though. Tennessee can lose to Georgia. Uh, Alabama can lose to LSU, which would basically eliminate them because that would be their second loss. Uh, Georgia has some tricky games. Mississippi State, which isn't an easy one at all. Kentucky, who look like shit against Tennessee, but still have to go to Kentucky. So I don't know. My prediction is going forward. Is it still too hard to see i think it will be two sec teams one of the the loser of the osu michigan game and then clemson probably let's i don't know i just i just want to figure out how clemson doesn't make it that would be ideal um so clemson not making it i'm just i'm just saying that's what i want to see uh, let's take a look at uh clemson's uh schedule there buddy good thing i have my handy dandy producing notebook pulled out right now they have Notre Dame this week, Louisville next week, Miami, and then once again, the rivalry game, South, South Carolina. Carolina. If they're not a good Clemson team, they probably lose one of those games and it all works out. If not, they make the playoffs. Let's be specific and make some game predictions. I want to save this one for the third. Let's go Bama LSU first. Who wins that game? Bama. So I wasn't surprised with like the top five to six with the college football rankings. It was the later ones that were kind of like LSU's ranked 10 with two losses. Um, Texas was in there at like 23. I just wanted to say that one to see your look and that said it all. Predictions, you're going Bama? Yep. I am too. I don't think, I think they've worked some things out at LSU, but I still don't think that they're rocking and rolling and beat Bama rocking and rolling. Uh, UT versus K-State. These are the ranked games this weekend, by the way. That's why these were selected. K-State. K-State. Strictly uh, out of hate. Strictly out of hate. Uh, They're I'm also go... pretty good. I mean, like, they do. Oh, they, they are hitting the shit out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, they, they are really good. Firing on all cinders. Yeah, maybe hitting his stride over there. And to make things worse, they are actually playing in Kansas State. So in Kansas State, in Kansas. Uh, I'll go K-State also, just because of the joy I get from seeing UT lose also. 
And then this was just for nostalgia. You hate that this game isn't more relevant. You hate what it's kind of been the last couple of years. The Miami-Florida State game. Wide right, Santana Moss. This was the game growing up. This was up there with Ohio State and Michigan for me. This is up there with Alabama-Auburn. Um, so it's just sad that it's not it's not the same. And like I said, it's played on a weird weekend, too. Aren't they playing a rivalry weekend? I don't like this. I don't like the scheduling. Florida State's like one of those schools that has like they play Clemson, which has become kind of a rivalry. And they, then they end the year with the Florida game, which, yeah, once again, there was a time where that, that was mattered. much more relevant. But for shits and giggles, Miami versus Florida State, who you got? I'm going to say Miami on this for one reason is because um, they did an interview with Miami's quarterback. Like, I don't know, it was before, it was right after the AM game. Um, and he talked about how he enjoys and the team enjoys playing on the road so much more because it feels like a real college environment, which Tallahassee definitely is. Um, so I think they're a little more inspired. You got a crowd behind them. I mean, you've got a pretty diverse state as far as fandom. I'm sure it's going to be heavy, heavy crimson there, crimson gold. But at the same time, like, you know, at least they'll have something to play for, some excitement there. Um, and I just don't think Florida State's back. Yeah, Florida State looked like they were getting things back, and then they went like on a three-game losing streak. I think I don't want to talk about is, that. <laughs> I think. Uh, wait, how did Florida State have anything to do with Texas A&M? Three-game losing streak. Hashtag triggered. Hashtag fuck you. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, Miami's things are coming out of there. Like Crystal Balls doesn't have the players' trust, which I understand because some of them weren't his dudes. So. It really is jobs to lose and in, in game there. So I'm going to go Florida State, which if you had asked me in the early 2000s, it would have been Miami all day for the U. Uh, and yeah. Dorsey. Yeah, buddy. And Dorsey, Santana, Moss, Sean Taylor. Oh, uh, Let's head over to the pros. We'll go through this before we get into our fourth ramp. We didn't get to see Georgia. Updates. You're right, my friend. Let me take a drink of this Hershey real quick. I just saw Miles Teller is at the, the game right now, decked out in Philly stuff, head to toe. He's a Phillies guy. It is the top of the A2 out, still 5-0. to zero. Um, Tennessee, Georgia. I don't know, man. Like, I, I want to say Tennessee in this one, but I feel like it's going to be Georgia. If Tennessee can pull it out, though, I feel like they need, like, an auto bid, like, directly to the, the champion or to the playoff. Like, I feel like if they went out, even if they win the SEC champion, even if they lose the SEC championship, they deserve to get in. Like I said, the flags got them over the hump at Alabama. And one of the main reasons for that was that kneeling crowd and the shit it was doing to Alabama. They don't have the conveniency of that this time. They have to go to Georgia, which is a whole other monster. For that reason, I'm going Georgia. I think it'll still be a good game. Um, but, yeah, I th- think Georgia pulls it out. Which dog is cooler, Ugga or the little Smokey and the Bandit, Smokey Robinson dog? Ooh, that is a good question. I'm going to go Ugga. Why? 
Is it because you can relate to all of his like nasal congestion issues? Yes, he's a spirit animal, just chilling, ugly mug, just sit there, don't want to do anything. I'm very top heavy, little legs. Smokey looks like the kind of dog that if he got with other dogs, they'd want to relax and he'd be like, no, let's go fucking, let's go hunt. Let's go do things. Kind of like when I hang out with you. Well, I'm gonna, I'm I was going to think yes. that sounds like when we hang out with Keith, but okay. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. But like, I'm like, I'll, I'd be like, I just, I just want to sit here and look at my balls while you, I don't want to go look for whatever it is we're hunting right now. I'd rather go get a steak at Texas Roadhouse. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that answered my question. What are you, you go, you go in with the, a great experience. You go in with Smokey or Ugga? Uh, dude, I'm a sucker for Bulldog, so yeah, Ugga all day. All right. Let's get into the pros. We've got the only remaining undefeated team playing my... Oh, Poor Texans tomorrow on Thursday Night Football for Prime Video. They're wearing the battle red. And the cover the blood jokes couldn't be in more abundance. We are hurting as a franchise. Uh, things are looking rough. I don't know, man. Keep losing. You get yourself a choice, CJ Stroud or uh, Bryce Young. Like, what do you want? It has turned into that. But are the Eagles that good? Like, assuming they come into Texas tomorrow and take care of business which i i hope they don't i'm gonna have this tingly jersey on i'll be cooking i'll be drinking i'll be watching i'll be i'll be drinking i'll be drinking beyonce from houston see how i did that right there yeah anyway uh are the eagles that good i don't okay so yes are they they good they find a way to win games they have a okay enough passing game but the rushing attack which really isn't led by anybody amazing is really good their defense is stout they're just well-rounded right they're like a they're like a boxer that throws really really can take a lot of body blows has some good you know hits but what like rocky yes that's it that they are they are like rocky that's exactly where I was going. But they're not going to hit you with a haymaker, you know, you know, multiple 50-yard passes over the top. They're just going to pound you down, beat you down throughout the rounds, and, you know, at the end, just go, Adrian! Should I cut that part out? No. It just sounded like somebody who's complaining about their food more than they were, <laughs> like, trying to cheer at, for their wife. And at the end, they're just going to be screaming and yelling for Adrian. So – Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. It was totally intentional. I think they have the ability to go over the top with those receivers, Brown, Smith. I think Hurts can throw the ball, but I think they're just doing that thing that works best. Like, whatever they're doing is working just fine. Why aerate it out when you have a solid running game? Like, why? It's just risky. I used to have a middle school football coach says, three things can happen when you throw the ball. Incompletion, interception, or, you know, a completion. And, you know, two out of three of those things are bad, which I know is not the NFL way. Didn't your junior high go like three years without winning the game? No, fuck you. That was not. No, that was. That was. So that was the group before you. That was the class that came in and was part of your class. My class was good. 
Thank you. Okay. Junior high football. Let's not get Get it right. Let's not talk football here. You know, fuck it. Let's talk football. That's all I have. Anyway. Um, (laughs) Uh, I I think they're good. But then it goes back to the same thing I bring up. Are they good enough to consistently beat good teams in the playoffs? For them, at this point, they keep doing what they're doing. They're going to have that first week off. So then you're only talking about getting through two teams. I'm still on the fence with them. I just don't know who in the NFC is going to beat them. Well, that is a good point because right now it's weird. Even the Vikings seek without, to my surprise, they've only had one loss. Exactly. So I don't know. Maybe the Eagles are that team, and we will see. I'm sure my our Cowboy fans who follow us religiously would love to hear that. Um, whatever, what whoever it is, let's just say they keep winning. They're gonna, they're gonna. The first time they're gonna play a good team is in the Super Bowl. Like, it's either gonna be the Bills or the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not off by much there. In fact, I was looking at, when we come to our, you know, predictions for the NFL this week, there's not ones that really stand out because everybody's record is like 500 or. Well, wait, wasn't there a game last week and it was it was the battle for being number one in NFC South and it was between like the three and four uh, it was a three and four uh, Panthers and like the two and five Falcons. Like, that's just indicative of the entire NFC. Now, NFC North, or East, I'm sorry, people disagree with because they're the best, you know, the best record. But who the fuck are they playing? I don't know. Good point. But I want to talk about that game. That is a good point. That was the game where DJ Moore catches the Hail Mary to tie the game. game. DJ Moore. PJ threw it. That's what I'm saying. From PJ. Yes. And he throws his helmet off. Gets flagged. He had done the same thing when he dropped the pass on fourth down like the series before. No flag. I don't know the rule anymore because it's changed over the years. I'll always remember the famous one, like the first one. It was the Browns player. I forgot his name. Early 2000s, he like sacks the quarterback to end the game, chunks his helmet, gets a flag. Chiefs kicking no, Courtney Brown, I think, was the flag one where they threw the flag and it landed in his eye. Was that oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds right. No, this wasn't Courtney Brown. I'd have to look it up. But anyway, that rule has changed because then you see people take their helmet off, no flag, and I don't know. I, I saw a link where it said that it was the wrong call. Didn't hear That's enough to petty. read it because, as you said, it was Panthers and Falcons. It's but, petty either way. Like, even if it is the right call, you can't, you should not be throwing flags like that. They can alter the outcome of the game. I don't know, man. If rules are rules. But yeah. my thing is, he did it once. No flag. No, that's so. He set a precedent that it was okay. Anyway, I know that rules changed over the years, at least I think. So I don't even know what it is exactly. Um, it's a rough year for sophomore quarterbacks. I'll just go through the ones that I'm thinking of. Uh, and I think I'm hitting most of them. Trevor Lawrence still hasn't shown us anything to prove that he's going to be the guy he was in college in the pros. Zach Wilson, they're saying, has been playing the worst football out of all the quarterbacks since he returned from injury. He also hasn't played anybody. 
Justin Fields plays in Chicago and leave that at that. Uh, Trey Lance broke his ankle. We don't know what he will be still. And then Davis Mills is just not doing the things that I hope he would do in Houston. You're spitting facts. Good, sir. What's your question? Is there anybody out of that group that turns it around and becomes a dude? Maybe Trevor Lawrence, just because he has so many players around him, but that might be more indicative of his inability to do it in the long run. I mean, it's if he can't do it with that group, who can he do it with, right? Um, I'd say they give him another year and they start looking. Trey Lance, I mean, the, the, the book's out, man. Like, you really don't know. Like, you have not seen much to actually build. Um, well, hell, you didn't have enough, in my opinion, to draft him as high as they did. It was a long shot. Now he's broken his ankle, was out for another year, didn't play much last year. He's your wild card. He could be the next Joe Montana, or he could be, you know, Ryan Leaf. I don't know. Who knows? I, if, if you ask me, push me, like, if I was going to bet on any of them based off what I'd see, I'd probably say Justin Fields. Just because I think he he has the most upside from what we've seen. We've seen him ball out. You know, like even last week wasn't great. He was good. He did so well last week that I've actually picked him up off the waiver wires of fantasy to be my starting quarterback this week. So, ooh, that's a lot. It's a, it's a gamble. Um, no, I and like we've had this talk. It's like recently there hasn't been that quarterback that took a while to show us something and then did something. Mahomes, Fee, uh, Jackson, Allen. Burrow, all those guys have had the starts that you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to be all right. But so we're looking at those guys as the rule, not the exception. When they're really, we should be looking at them as the exception. But the exception is becoming the rule. We've had this exact conversation. I know. Who's the quarterback that you've waited a little while and they've become, you Aaron know, Rodgers? But even still, Aaron Rodgers had to sit, didn't get a shot at all. And then when he did, became Aaron Rodgers, led them to the playoffs, I believe. But is that indicative of the players or more indicative of our inability to be patient and let someone develop? There's nothing to be patient about if that – that there's not – that's not turning into anything. Right, because they're not being developed. Well, okay, so I, I see what you're saying now. In the NFL, there's, there's, there is no patience, though. So, but like I said, That's what, what what's saying. the basis? What are you going to wait three years, four years? I mean, Derek Carr took Derek a little Carr, while. No, not really. He did really well and got that massive contract early in his career. You asked me to hunt. I'm hunting. Uh, well, there's nothing to hunt for. I'm laying it out for you. I don't know. I, I will answer the original question. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> He's just not giving me anything. There's flashes, Lance, but he makes such bad decisions. Yes, and that usually means you get fired. Uh, Trey Lance, I think just because of the injury and what he can come back and, and start fresh has the most upside. I want Fields to work out, but I just don't think it's going to in Chicago. For some reason, that offense. Chicago. Is, yeah. 
so I'll go Trey Lance to answer the original question. I think he can still pull it out. Mills, sorry, buddy. If, if you, unless you have the greatest second half, you're you're just you had to be great to avoid the luxury of quarterbacks that are coming out next year. Fair enough. Yeah. Other rookies on the team doing doing good, being solid. In fact, they had the most rookie start uh, in franchise history this past week. I thought you guys were going to lose Brandon Cooks, man. I thought for sure he was gone. I think Brandon Cooks thought he was gone. And he's <laughs> he was like, oh, you go play with Rodgers? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently he was going to go to Dallas. Oh, well, see, I heard OBJ was going to go to Dallas. I hear OBJ is going to go to 32. Yeah. 32 teams. Uh, let's do some can quick OB, game predictions. Hold on, because OBJ is a free agent. They can anybody can still sign him, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, so this was several weeks ago, I think, maybe even before our last recording, it was something like the Rams know where I want to go, but they're not doing it. And then McVay said something like, "We haven't offered him our final offer." Anyway, quick predictions before we start talking about some beer: Bills versus Jets. Bills. Bills. Like I said, this was hard this week because it's not – there's really not a big game that stands out. Rams and Bucks, two teams that – well, we knew they weren't going to be good this year. But Bucks. I think Brady has to have a good week. I think oh. this is that week. Well, he I'll better have Bucks. a good week because he's got nothing else to live for. Oh, too soon. Uh, did you see the memes – the worst one that got my heart was the guy dressed as a football, and it said Brady's kids on Halloween so he would spend time with them. <laughs> oh, that was a heartbreaker. Uh, too soon, too soon. Titans versus Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs all day. Titans are the best. They're a piece of glitter on a pile of shit there in that AFC South. Uh, and then kind of a good game. I think the... Uh, Ravens got things going. The Saints Ravens. can. Okay, yeah, Ravens. Okay, me too. All right, <clears throat> let's go into the palette of this aged, duck, robust Yingling's Hershey's chocolate beer. Surprisingly, chocolate, like bitter chocolate, a little bit of sweetness, but like you and I talked about, it's the metallic man. And I think so that's I Hershey's chocolate, Yingling's beer, in a metal old milk can from the 1950s. Because that's what I'm tasting. I dig it. So, yes, this was the one that you said, How is it? Like you were asking me how my new Hot Wheels was on Christmas. And I said, it's good, but it's got a metallic taste to it. And I don't know if that's a shipping thing. I don't know if they're making the Hershey's one over here. And oh, yeah, it says Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, Is that the Declaration of Independence on the back of the label? Like Nicolas Cage? Um, There, that's the thing. There's just that hint. Now, I asked you, does it bother you enough? No, I like it. It, it kind of grows on me. I don't like it. I could do without the metallic taste, 
but it doesn't kill the beer for me. Yeah, that's fair. I have definitely, you know, you start messing with those craft beers where who knows where they're getting their cans from. Maybe some are made a little bit, you know, less quality than others and they'll have that taste. Definitely have had worse metal tastes. Um, but yeah, it's definitely noticeable. Doesn't kill it for me. I'm giving the taste an A. I, I, I really do enjoy this beer. Yeah, I'll, I'll go A with you. All right. Ready to get into that fourth round. Varieties have changed. So let's talk beer. Yes. Let's do that. When it comes to beer, obviously with your little subscription to the... What's it called? Uh, Tavor. Tavor. You still do that, right? Uh, not as much as I was because I realized I was spending about $250 to $300 a month on beer. So with that said, your knowledge of beer is quite uh, vast compared to mine. I have recently started, not recently, I'd say the year and a half, I've been getting into the local beers. I'll try whatever I see here Houston made. Uh, outside of those boundaries, not as much. I'm still a Yingling, Coors Light kind of guy. I will occasionally get a Sam Adams at a bar. That's a go-to when I go to a restaurant just because I think it pairs well with most foods, steak, fish, hamburger, Sam Adams. Uh, but my, let's co- go my cousin always recommends Sam Adams too. So, Your cousin from Boston? From Boston. Yes. Love those commercials. Um, let's go through this. Let's go through the list. You've put up some because, like I said, you're the one that knows quite a bit more than me. IPAs, hazy versus Indian pale ale. I have India pale ale. Sorry, India pale ale. Yeah, there's a few other ones. Like there's like there's uh, New England pale ales, like New England IPAs. Um, I think the question here is like, do you like a prefer? Well, do you like like a hazy, which is typically more citrusy? Um, or do you like more like a hoppy IPA, which is typically more of a clear, um, I would say like, it's not a Pilsner color, but it's more orangey clear, if you will. So we went on that brewery tour mm-hmm. and she asked what our favorite beer was at the time. Mm-hmm. I am very into the juicy, hazy IPAs in the moment. It was a real thick. Yeah. Thick. <clears throat> Look interesting in a glass cool color yeah so because of that i'll say right now indian pale ale i think of dogfish right away yeah. because i think that was like one of the first ones that i saw that on a beer and yeah. thought interesting yeah. and i i did try it but it has been a while so, so i'm gonna go hazy for that hazies are like they can be like really full body and they're really hit or miss for me what i noticed like when i had my when i was doing the subscription i still have some is when you pour like a hazy like straight out of you talk about the cans, they're actually all typically from like the same manufacturer. They're like solid aluminum. So they hold flavor really well. You typically don't get a lot of like metallic taste in them. But with hazies, when you pour them, and I want you to watch out for this next time, like pour a hazy into a snifter or like a glass. And then at the very bottom, the way the snifter is shaped, think of it like a bowl, right? Kind of like a miniature fishbowl. Like you drink big old margs out of. Um, The way it's shaped. It's more like a you know miniature fishbowl, you know, like what you drink a big old marg out of. Um, there's this like sediment that gets down at the very bottom, and it like cakes together like almost chalk. 
um, which is very interesting. It's just like uh, one of those things with hazy IPAs you get. There's always sediment in a lot of those beers. Um, and then from like an India pale ale or what, like a traditional um, uh, IPA, maybe like an East Coast or whatever it's called, I tend to prefer those. Like the hazies are okay, but I like the like citrusy kind of light bodiness of an IPA. The fun thing about it is it just smacks you in the dick. Uh, when you're not expecting it, um, yeah, that ABV is always super high up there. And you can get some crazy ABVs with some of these, like 12, 14%, which you typically don't get until you get into like the super stouts. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll summarize this and quit talking by saying this. Some of my favorite IPAs are actually from Carbach in Houston. Uh, their Hopadillo is really good. And their uh, Rodeo Clown Double IPA, which is more like an amber color and like what you think of a traditional lager. It's like 9.4%. The thing is amazing. So I was going to ask you that because there's the, there's the double. So is there, so there is like a double haze. Yeah. There's double hazy IPAs. um, So, so, so yeah, spindle top specifically is the juicy IPA that I've been loving. Uh, Houston haze. And then they have Houston hazier, which is like a 9%. Love it. Love the way that one looks in a clear glass. Looks really cool. Like I've said, in the Houston area, go check them out. So I, I will between say between a hazy and an Indian Indi, India pale ale. What are you what are you going? With? I'm gonna go with like East Coast, India. Like they're kind of very similar in my opinion. Um this is a thing about IPAs that I'm gonna warn you about. And for those listeners, like, oh, it's a lighter color, it can't be that bad for you. They are some of the highest calorie beers that you'll ever encounter in your life. Like you think the darker beers, like the stouts, the porters are bad. Mm-mm. The most calories I've ever had from a beer is at Carbach uh, Rodeo Clown. And I was killing like a six pack of those in a weekend. I looked it up. They're like 350 calories a beer for the cans. Like not well, even. And, the- and like, like those taste like you're chewing on the hops. So yeah. like I'm assuming no, it has a lot to strong. do with because like it's straight up hops. Well, yeah, I mean the sugar, everything else in there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's fun, but they're good. They're good. They I did. I did not like IPAs. I gave I like, the Sam Adams IPA the start, like my first mm-hmm. try at an IPA. Hopadillo was the like one of the ones that I they had eventually. Is lawnmower from St. Arnold's an IPA? I don't know that one. I will tell you, like IPAs, I feel like there's a certain like broiness that has to happen when you start saying, I drink IPAs all the time. Everybody assumes that you're a hipster. They're the whiskey bourbon guys are there. They are. But I would, I would argue though, like stouts, which is our next topic. And I'm just kind of grouping stouts together. Right. So porters, you know, doppelbox or strong box, if you will, which I think are actually loggers. Um, or imperial stouts, that sort of thing. Anything that like looks like motor oil, like tonight this is a porter. Um, what are your thoughts there? Do you enjoy a good dark beer, good porter, good stout? Oh, I love them. Uh, just a lawnmower is a Kolsch. Um Red, an Irish red stout. Am I am I saying that correctly? 
No, Irish Reds are ales. Yeah, that sounds okay, right. So yeah, so you erased erased it. Um, uh, stouts I do love. I had several of them with you because you're always shoving like a Russian stout in my face. Not a lot of them have been my favorite, but stouts have certainly grown on me. Mm, you know, those are going to be like what your New England kind of beer sometimes. No, like typically, like porters come from England, right? So those are what came over. I mean, most porters are are based in England. Um, Guinness is a porter. Um, a lot of like the Northeast kind of like traditional beers are porters as well. Stouts from my experience are really all over the place. Now, the thing about stouts is you typically find them really well done in cold environments. And I don't think it has anything to do with the weather. It's just like the people that live there tend to like darker beer. So you get more stouts. Um, And then stouts come out in the winter too. So like you're typically going to get a better beer selection from like a stout perspective in the winter as well. Okay. So Google is your best friend. I type in, I'm thinking of these beers. I'm typing, trying to remember them. You type in stout and they all pop up. Guinness is a stout. I love Guinness. So, of course. But there was a phase where I was trying to get more bang for my buck because they are more expensive, but you get like only four of them. So, like Dragon's Milk and Nitro, like those are stouts that I've had that, yeah, I could have about three or four of them. You're not, you're not going to be in for the long run when it comes to stouts. But yeah, after, you know, if you want a hefty meal, you want to enjoy and you want to you want to get a good little buzz real quick. I can stomach a stout and I do enjoy them. Here's the thing about stouts, though. Like not all of them, like Guinness is a dry stout. Um, you corrected me. That was right. Um, it's only 4.2 percent, though. Like it, it's not even that heavy. Now, some of the stouts I can get like the 10, 12 percenters like those are like the real craft beer stuff. There's a place in Anchorage, Alaska called Anchorage Brewing. It's really an original name. They like Tavor. They do like these specialized like stouts, imperial stouts, porters, and that sort of thing. But they bring sell them like these big ass almost wine bottles, and they're like wax dipped, like a maker's mark bottle. And these things are like 15%, but like one beer itself is like $35. Like to bring it down from Alaska. So I, I've gotten a few of those. They're usually really good really good but they don't they do very craft stuff it's not like a mass-produced stuff you're gonna find it in heb so um my favorite ones in this because i'm a stout guy um i love guinness on tap every day all day if i'm in a pinch i'll buy it and drink it in a bottle but it's never the same um guinness on tap is better than anything i've ever had in my life when it's poured right but my go-to if like i want like a good stout i go with uh, a russian imperial stout from North Coast called Old Rasputin. And I think I've said it on this show before, and it only comes in a four pack, and they're each like 11.4%. And they're just the bee's knees, man. Like they're the tits. It's my favorite. I had a cougar one. It's a cougar and it has like Ricky Bobby. I sent it to you, the cougar from the car logo. Strong, good. I'll I would have a stout like in bull. place of a dessert so i do enjoy it. it is not my favorite i i won't do them all the time but i do enjoy them um and then we got our classics we got our american lager your pilsners ales. your ales yeah <laughs> like so i yeah 
I've told you this before. My favorite beer, if I see it at a brewery, if I see it at a restaurant, I'm going to try them. I'm going to get one just because it goes right on with me and everything Irish. I love a good Irish red ale. I remember having a good one at uh, B&J's, the restaurant where they do the food and the brewery. Yeah, they have a good uh, one there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so that was one of the first ones that I had. They also um, have a Tatanka stout, which is pretty good as well. I have not had that. I have had, I've had Killian's. That's Killian's another Irish beer Irish that I will idea. change up on. Um, I think that, oh, it's the Jeremiah Red at B, uh, BJ's Brewhouse. It's good. Uh, but yeah, Irish Red, I'll change that up. Killian's instead of doing Guinness, especially like on St. Patty's Day and things like that. So yeah. Loggers, ales. What's what's your input on that? Uh, I don't know. Like it's all lighter beer typically. Well, I guess loggers are darker. I mean, Shiner Bach for a long time was like my go-to. Um, as far as like, I don't know. I'm just gonna say American loggers. Um, I'm probably fucking this up. So some beer connoisseurs listening is like these guys don't know shit. But that being said, it's to me beer is jacking out. Drink your ass, motherfucker. Beer is a lot more complicated and there's so many more variations because it's so much easier to make, right? You can make, literally make beer in your garage with like a $300 kit. So that being said, um, I, I do enjoy like a good Shiner Bach, but if I'm going to go anywhere else, um, I'm probably going to go with like a, dude, there's like a, a Coors, man. I mean, if I'm not drinking something super crafty or I'm not drinking Guinness or like a good stout, I'm drinking a Coors. And with that being said, um, the Astros have evened the series out at 2-2. So we have a brand new three-game series, man. This is an exciting time in the neighborhood. And they did it by throwing a combined no-hitter. I just realized that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Astros throw a no-hitter. doesn't matter. Altuve is never going to the, going to the uh, hall. So, well, fuck you. Buy a mattress. Uh, uh, so I think Christian I Javier went in, showed out, started pitcher, did his thing, won the game. So I think I've given you already my favorite beers, but what is your favorite beer? Uh, beers like whiskey, man. Actually, I think be- whiskey beer is more specific. It depends on is it is it after dinner? No, is no, you're making too cooking? complicated. If you go to a bar and they got every beer on tap and they know how to pour every beer this is where i get very specific about my favorite beer on tap is guinness on tap period from a bottle it's a whole other conversation that's even my heart when you say at a bar on tap my heart wants to say sam adams but if you tell me sitting at home on the couch watching a game coors light's gonna jump out of my mouth our yingling now there's your answer that's your that's what i was looking for it's situational it's not for dinner, blah, blah, blah. It's like if you go and I say you can have any beer on tap, you're going to get a St. Adams. But if you're, I usually do. I love St. Adams. But if you want a long, it started off as a joke and a cliche, like ha ha ha, the accent in the commercials. I love a good St. Adams at a restaurant, like I said, with a burger, with a steak, with a you know, nice salmon or something. As you could hear my accent changing, I, I do love Sam Adams and I even like their seasonals. Like I will get 
if they have if they have the winter, if they have the fall, if they have you know the summer, I'm going to get it. So Sam Adams is up there, but every day it's Yingling and Coors Light, which I know people are going to be like, oh, sink water. Well, fuck you. Sink water has been good to me for several years, and I thoroughly enjoy them. And I can have 16 of them and still feel fantastic. On that note, you made me think of something I threw on the other day. My wife and I were looking for something for 20 minutes we could watch before we went to bed and threw it on the Chappelle show. I'm Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Not going to lie, that had a little bit to do with me wanting to try Sam Adams. So wait, did you answer the question? Your favorite go-to no matter what? Guinness? Yeah, my favorite go-to, like, yeah, Guinness, man. Like, even over my shoulder right here, I have this Guinness poster. Um and uh, but if it's at home sitting a walk, Nick, yeah, I'll take a I'll take a Coors Light or like a Miller Light. Like, wow, but see, know. even as I'm saying, you put Coors Light, you put Yingling. There's probably one more beer that if you put in front of them, I'm going to grab it. The banquet beer. That's different. The yellow belly. The one that when it opens your voice sounds like Sam Elliott. I mean, I love me some yellow bellies. At the Buckhorn Saloon. We had yellow bellies and it was fantastic. It was. So, yeah, I mean, it's really situational, but Coors, I think you can have at a restaurant, you could have at a bar, you could have at your house, you could have at a diaper party, you could have at a wedding. Throw in the diaper party there. Yeah. Nice. And it's funny. Every time you send that picture of a yellow belly, somebody goes, yellow bellies. Nice. Um. So, yeah, that was the exact beer conversation that I wanted to have. Good stuff. You want to give the overall rating? Say it one more time. You ready to give the rating on this Yingling's Hershey's Chocolate Porter? Hey, let's do it. Um, I'm going to give it an A. I'm going to give it an A also. Uh, I think it was worth our wait. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've already gone back, bought a second pack. The metal taste was not a killer at all. It is heavy. Once again, I do not recommend drinking it after downing a huge slice of tiramisu. But get you some. Yeah, this is definitely not what you want to drink right before a run. Um, So, yeah, drink this uh, after for sure. And the people that we have talked to, our buddy over there in Florida, who's had it several times and we were very envious of, he loves it. I have not ran into anybody that did not like it. So, All right, buddy, let's get over that goal line. We talked beer. We talked headlines like, oh, I don't know, Mattress Matt fighting people in Philadelphia. We talked professional football and we talked college football, specifically the playoff rankings that were just released. Dick, hit him with the socials before we get out this bitch. All right, Drammer. So make sure you're following us on all of your uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, if we're still on that in a couple months. I don't know. Um, and then also make sure you're subscribing to us on all of your favorite podcast streaming apps, including Audible, CastBox, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. We're always there on YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button. Get notifications whenever we post a new episode. Um, but the best way to, for us to continue to grow our show is for you to tell your friends about us. We want to grow that audience. Send us an email, uh, fourthramandgoal at gmail.com or follow us or, or visit us at fourthramandgoal.com. 
com. That's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L.com, where you can figure out how to get in contact with us or view our content any time of the day. That being said, Kurt, let's go ahead and hit him with that quote of the episode. Yes, sir. I went ahead and threw a little tribute to Pittsburgh and Philadelphia zone since we were enjoying some yingling today. The great Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champion, multiple NFL champion, Johnny Unitas. He said, there's a difference between being conceit and confidence. Conceit is bragging about yourself. Confidence means you believe you can get the job done. So don't just be conceit. Be confident in everything you do. Go out there. Get the job done. Drinking, partying, work, friends, life, live, love, enjoy. So to the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, Grammers. Literally the only guy who could wear number 19 and get away with it. Love it.